the harsh truth is without your health, you would not be able to have relationships and you would not be able to do anything that fulfills you because without your health, you don't have the energy to show up every day to do the things you want to do, to love the way you want to love and be the person you want to be. And so protecting your health at all costs, even if it compromises on the other two, to me is the way I approach life. And I think is almost like the foundation on which balance is even built on or even we're even able to have a conversation about it is because we have our health. Have you ever wondered whether there's actually a sustainable way to balance a healthy and meaningful life with your busy schedule? Well, you're in luck, Balancer, because I did too. And the Balance Theory podcast is now a dedicated space to be curious in finding a balance that just works. Because since we're being honest here, balance isn't a one-size-fits-all. I'm your host, Erica, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Balancers, and welcome to another episode of the Balance Theory podcast. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Today's one is going to be a little bit different to what we normally speak about. We obviously talk about mindset and balance generally, but what I want to do is offer you guys a little bit of a checklist. So we're going to go through eight things that you might be doing that are keeping you unbalanced. So I know for a lot of you, you would have sat down already. You would have done the balance reset. You'd be very clear on your non-negotiables, your two lists, your priorities and your wants. But I think sometimes there are little things that we're doing or little mindset shifts we just need to adopt in tandem with doing something like that, that might make the absolute world of a difference. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say balance reset or your non-negotiables list, I've popped a link to an episode where I basically take you through a complete balance audit so that you can just reassess what it is that you need in this moment in time and then actually plan out your routine and you're basically weak, ensuring that these things have a priority seat at the table. So that aside, I think there are some key things that we do that keep us unbalanced, that keep us in this state of disconnect from ourselves and what we need. So I'm going to go through the checklist now and just start to take note of and jotting down which ones stick out for you because it might not be all eight. It might just be a handful, but it's good to just keep track. So by the time we get to the end, you're clear on the little things you need to do to create the world of difference for your balance. Just before we dive in, if you are loving the content and you haven't had a chance to subscribe, make sure you do so on your favorite streaming platform, whether that be YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other streaming platform, just so you don't miss any future episodes. So let's get stuck straight into it. The first way that you're staying unbalanced is to assume that what's always worked for you will continue to and currently keep working for you. Now, I just want to zoom out for a minute and say that who you were five to 10 years ago is highly likely really different to who you are today, because I know just as someone listening to this podcast, you're someone who prioritizes growth and self-development. And so naturally you're going to be growing and changing. And so what this means is that, yes, we might still enjoy things from our childhood, from our teens, from our twenties, but the way they fuel us or fill us is really different because it's almost like we're a different person doing the same things. Now you might've experienced this with circles, like people you're hanging out with. It's like you're hanging around doing the same things, but you feel completely different in the context, right? So that's one example. Maybe it's going to certain places. So I know I had this experience kind of with the whole clubbing scene and going out drinking and that kind of environment, right? It's something I really enjoyed. Don't get me wrong. It's something I like from time to time, but 
I feel like such a different person in that environment. Might be an age thing too, but we'll leave that to the side for now. So you've got people, places, and then it's also just things you're doing as well, right? So think about your habits. Um, maybe you're the type of person that's always done cold showers, but you no longer like them, or you've always done resistance training in a gym, but maybe you're not liking that anymore. You know, and it's not so much as well, like a, it's not always an obvious, I don't like this anymore. But what this one really gets you to think about is how does it make you feel, right? And if it's making you not feel as great or if it's not providing as much value as what it once did, but you're still doing it, right? And you haven't sat down to think about, well, I've grown and changed. So is this thing worth it for me anymore? Is this thing actually something I want in my life anymore? Then that can be a way that you're keeping yourself out of balance, I think a sign here for me where I felt this in my life is where I feel out of touch or disconnected from something. That is like a really clear sign that I'm showing up as a different person doing the same things and something's just no longer working for me. Number two is that we are ignoring what our body is telling us. Our body has a very intuitive way of communicating with us. It can't speak through English, through language. And so it's signs or it's symbols are through pain, emotions. So when we are feeling those things and then we're acting in opposition to them, I find is the fastest way to stay out of balance. A really great example from just my own life, which I'll share is, I guess, as I move through the cyclical month with my cycle as I get closer to the start of my menstrual cycle and I really need that more softer feminine energy. If I try and force or push that really like harsh go work, work, work type energy, it often feels very in conflict with this gentle, soft energy that I need. And sometimes I feel it, right? Like I push myself to do a workout or I push myself to work and like produce a lot of output in one day just because I've got deadlines or whatever the case may be. And this is something I've gotten better with as time has gone on because I've been very cognizant of this, I guess, intentional disagreement with what my body needs and what I'm trying to do. And I think for all the ladies listening, I think one thing to remember is that for us, we move in cycles, right? We move in a cyclical way, which means that literally no two days are the same across a month. And we need to honor as we change and shift with the seasons, I guess I really like thinking about it in terms of seasons, unlike men who I guess have more stable hormones throughout the month. So when you start to get those signs from your body to slow down or to ramp up and you kind of ignore it just out of like, well, I need to do this thing anyway. Like last two weeks ago, we spoke about being a slave to our routine. So when we're kind of pushing our intuition to the side, just cause we need to do the things we said we're going to do, or, you know, we don't want to look like a failure or let ourselves down and we ignore that intuition what is the greater failure there is it being disconnected and ignoring your body or is it not ticking something off your to-do list I'll leave that one with you guys to think about but I think that juncture for me is the fastest way to stay out of balance and over time I don't think is great for us and our relationship to our bodies either number three I love this one not because I love this one but in terms of it's just shown up for me so, so much. And that is letting guilt drive the bus. And yes, I'm talking to you people pleasers. I'm going to throw myself in that category because it's something I've you know been working on as the years have gone on. But I feel when you let guilt drive the bus, you are doing things to appease other people, to say yes to other people, when in effect, all you're doing is saying no to yourself. And that to me is like just such an obvious way to stay out of balance. 
Now, I don't say that lightheartedly because I know it's not the easiest thing to just turn off. But I think if you're aware that you have a tendency to being a yes person, just saying yes to things, to letting guilt trip you into things you should or shouldn't be doing rather than, you know, it coming from a genuine place of what you do want to do, then you are constantly living in this like opposition with yourself and what you genuinely want. And for me, this has been a really sticking sore point, something I've need to ongoingly work through to reconnect with myself and my balance. Now I've done quite a few episodes on this, like learning how to say no, um, things that have helped me, I guess, to stop people pleasing or just not feel guilty for things and not let guilt drive my life and my decision-making. I've done quite a few episodes on that. So I'm going to pop some links to some suggested ones below that the ones that have been listened to the most, the ones I've gotten the most feedback from that have really helped balances. So if this one is a sticking point for you, I would recommend checking them out um, because the more you work at it, the more you think about it, the more you keep it front of mind, the closer and the stronger you can build that connection to yourself. And I promise you, if you just keep going, it does get better and you do get stronger at it. So definitely don't let this one slide to the wayside because it's a really, really big one in terms of standing in the middle in between you and your balance. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Number four, very related to number three, is not having any boundaries. That is honestly a really fast and sure way to stay out of balance. To me, when I've been in situations where I either have no boundaries or I have them, but I don't really know how to enforce them, it's generally because I don't really know what I'm protecting, right? And and generally it's because you have that disconnect with yourself. So it's very hard to set a boundary for something that you don't really, you're not really sure is something that you want or need, right? You don't have that strong why. If you know that you need a night to yourself and you know how good that's going to make you feel and you know, you, you're deciding to lean into that intuition over and above the need to tick things off your list or to have your routine in perfect, perfect order, then you can protect that intuitive guidance. And it's a lot easier to set a boundary because you've leaned into it rather than leaning into what somebody else wants. So I think when it comes to having no boundaries, it's really important to actually know what you're protecting. That's number one being very, very clear on what it is and why it is you need to protect it. And the second thing is a reminder. And this was something, uh, a great guest, her name was Katie Morden. I had her on a couple of weeks ago. She shared this with me, which was quite revolutionary. And that is a boundary is not a request for somebody to do or not do something. A boundary is something that you do or don't do. Right. So I think often we think boundaries are these requests, like I need you to respect my space or I need you to do this, etc. It's actually you saying to yourself, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to involve myself with these types of people or I'm not going to work overtime. That's part A and part B is actually sticking to it. So this whole discussion, you know, not having boundaries is obviously a way to not have any balance in your life. But the way to have them is to first get clear on, well, why do you need that boundary? You know, like what is it that you're protecting and why do you need to protect it? And then actually going about 
setting and sticking to the boundary. Again, this is a topic that comes up so, so much in, in the history of this podcast, whether it be with guests or something I've been really passionate to speak about because it's been a really difficult one for me to navigate and, and get stronger with. So again, I'll pop some suggested links to my favorite episodes on boundaries. So if this one is sticking out for you and you feel like it's really the, the key one in terms of you not being able to have balance or connect with your balance, then definitely recommend checking those ones out. Number five is being a slave to your routine. Um, again, I did an episode on this two weeks ago, but this one is something I'm really passionate about because being a slave to your routine means you have no room for life to happen. You do things out of the habit or the need for them to be in your routine, right? To tick them off, to say you've done them, but it doesn't leave you any room to move with the ebbs and flows that balance naturally has. So when I talk about life balance, it's not this steady level or this steady feeling that you have. Balance looks very different from day to day, depending on where you're at in life. And so the way I like to talk about balance is what does your balance need from you today, right now in this moment, right? What does your balance need from you this week, this month, this period of your life? It's never a static concept. It's something that's always changing. And as I said, sometimes from day to day. So I think if you have a routine that doesn't allow for a little bit of flexibility, because there's obviously one side, having a routine keeps us disciplined. It keeps us motivated. It keeps us on track. But when it chains us in to a point where we can't let life happen and we feel so guilty and almost sick changing anything about it to move with the ebbs and flows of life that's when we're a slave to it and that's when it's going to be more harmful than helpful and that is a really big sign or potentially a really big barrier to you feeling completely out of balance so again i'll, I'll link that one it was only two weeks ago so you, sh- you should be able to scroll up and just find it um, but if this one is sticking out to you then definitely go in and check out that episode number seven i think another way you're staying unbalanced is when you're feeling resistance in life, and this could be in anything, right? It could be in relationships. It could be in your habits. It could be in your work. It could be in a new endeavor you're trying to achieve. And when I say resistance, I mean like you almost need to force something or you're feeling like really strong pushback from the universe. It's not flowing. It's just not happening, right? That's what I mean when I talk about resistance. So I think a way you keep yourself out of balance is you feel that and you don't become curious about it. Being curious gives us the opportunity to explore it a little bit deeper, to understand why is this presenting for myself? You know, you're obviously trying to make something happen because you think it's what you want. You feel like it's an aligned action for you, but you're then experiencing this pushback, which is really interesting because it makes you step back and go, okay, well, why is this thing not happening for me? Right. And so I think bringing curiosity to that is such a nice way for you to reconnect with yourself. Because it's almost like you thought you wanted this thing. Now it's not happening. So where does that leave you, right? If you experience this resistance and you just kind of keep pushing, keep trying to making it happen, keep trying to force it, that's a really sure way to stay out of balance and disconnected with yourself because you're almost not reading the room, reading the signs, you know, reading the resistance and what it's trying to tell you. So I think if you're feeling this one particularly, I think starting to get curious about that resistance and what it might mean for you and this potential next step or this thing you're trying to bring into your life is a good way to reconnect with your balance or at least not fight against it because there's probably a reason that this thing isn't happening for you. And I think sitting in that and trying to force and work against it is not favorable for your balance at all. Lucky last, number eight, and that is 
if anything to do with your health is on the back burner, I think is a sure way to stay out of balance. Whether it's something as simple like just booking in a dentist appointment, and I throw that out there because I need to book in my dentist appointments. This is a PSA for me to do that, commit to it myself. But anything little like anything to do with your health, right? Regular blood checkup or it might even be something more serious. If it's anything to do with your health, starting you know meal prepping or going to the gym, if you're putting any of that on the back burner, that is a fast track way to stay out of balance. And I say that and I've kept this one to the end because it's my favorite because health is the cornerstone of your life, right? When we look at our balance areas, we've got our health, we've got our relationships, we've got our fulfillment. The harsh truth is without your health, you would not be able to have relationships and you would not be able to do anything that fulfills you because without your health, you don't have the energy to show up every day to do the things you want to do, to love the way you want to love and be the person you want to be. And so protecting your health at all costs, even if it compromises on the other two, to me is the way I approach life. And I think is almost like the foundation on which balance is even built on or even we're even able to have a conversation about it is because we have our health. And I think a good way to tackle this one, or I guess just do a mental checklist for yourself is considering if anything to do with your health is currently not a priority that should be, i.e. sleep, nutrition, exercise. And then, like I said, any kind of ancillary appointments or things that you've been putting off that really need some attention. So I think bringing health to the forefront and always keeping it there at all costs, despite what you're compromising on, on the other sides, with our relationships or our work is really, really key for our balance. And I think you'll find if you do let that slip to the wayside, you know, your mental health, your physical health, whatever it is, then you may find yourself feeling a little bit out of whack, a little bit out of balance. And this is generally the area for me anyway, that I always have to come back to and reset. You know, maybe I've been slack with my meditation or slack with my movement. And I always feel that instantly. And I feel like this is that one area, as I kind of said before, that spills across and impacts the other one. So I think if you're feeling that, if this has sparked anything within you, then go forth and make your health a priority. Do what you have to do. um, And don't forget that it really is the cornerstone to your balance. If you guys have loved this episode, I would love it if you give it a like, if you're listening on YouTube or leave us a review or rating on Apple or Spotify. Fun fact, if you are listening on Spotify, there is a little Q&A poll section on the episode page. So you can go in, let me know what you thought about the episode. Um, And of course, if you guys want to connect with me, connect with the community and you haven't had a chance to join our Telegram chat, it is completely free. We're in there every day just sharing, you know, life's experiences, books we're reading, anything new that we're kind of learning or just little things people are going through that they want to share. So it's been really beautiful getting to know you guys. And we've got a squad in there from all around the world. So as I said, totally free to join. So link is in the show notes. And if you do jump in the chat, make sure you introduce yourself and let us know what part of the world you're tuning in from. That's it from me guys. I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode. And until then, stay balanced. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? 
Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.